Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Happy New Year, everybody. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks, and uh, we're going to try to digest this loss to the Rams. And, man, as frustrating as it gets, Carl, because you look at a handful of games this season where the Giants have been their own worst enemy, whether it was the end of the first half and the end of the game in Buffalo, uh, the Jets game, a series of miscues and situational mm-hmm. football and player execution. And then the Eagles game in Philly. And then obviously this Rams game was, you know, the piece de resistance. Um, it's just, I mean, normally you only get like four or five plays in a game to make. They had yeah. about seven or eight. And it felt like they didn't make any of them except the slate and touchdown pass. Yeah, Bob, this is, you know, that's the difference uh, in winning and losing environment teams. Um, when you put forth the effort that the Giants did, the Philadelphia game, because uh, they were punching up in weight class, they had an incredible uh, game playing both sides of the football, um, and then they had lapses. They followed that up with an even better uh, performance against the Rams and created opportunities. They didn't wait um, for the Rams to make mistakes. They were very proactive in the game. And then when the opportunity came to win the game, about eight times, like you said, uh, they just could not do it. And that is what I call user error. That is on the players. That's not on bad coaching. Um, It's not on bad play calling. They had everything in front of them, literally, a few times, and they just could not execute. And, you know, coaches can scream about execution, 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 and um, it's up to the players to seize the moment, to know the opportunity that is in front of them. And every play, Bob, is an opportunity to make something happen. And then when you get all the conditions right, and I say this uh, with regards to one one that I, I believe wholeheartedly would have been a touchdown was the little arrow route to um, Saquon Barkley. He comes out of the backfield on Loyal Route, and he's right up the seam, and it's a full sprint to the goal line, and he drops it because he's too anxious and, you know, ready to to sprint to the goal line. But that kind of sums it up because there were all the other ones, the short path, you know, the two-point conversion, so many other things in the game that kind of defined what this season has been about, especially when they're, when I always say, they're they're punching in their weight class. Those weight class games are the ones you got to win. And then you build the confidence and you understand the importance of details. um, And you're able to knock off a team like Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, there was the wheel route to Barkley that is the same play they ran in New Orleans, just on the other side of the field when sure. Vito hit Barkley. Uh, and then, you know, you don't you don't get that one. But then you have a third and goal at the 13, and you dial up a perfect play. I mean, Hodgins on an in-cut. He's got the guy beat, but the ball's late and behind him. 
So you miss an opportunity there. You had Waller on the over route. Um, and then, listen, let's talk about the draw, right? Dable said after the game, if I had one play back, you know, that's one we'd like to have back. Sure. Um, you know, they, they didn't block it well to start with, and uh, and they didn't execute it. And, you know, I know that they they had a certain yard line in mind, but uh, I guess if you could do it all over again, you would have tried to be a little bit more aggressive. And then the third down pass play, heck, the third down pass play to Wandell Robinson, he's wide open on yeah. a little slant that, listen, he's going to get 10 yards minimum. And suddenly you're looking at a much more makeable field goal for a 39-year-old kicker. And Tyrod yes. threw it into the ground. Yeah, so there's there's that. Um and then in the post-game press conferences, <clears throat> you know, the player portion of it, you know, when Tyrod Taylor said he makes that pass all the time, I'm talking about the two-point conversion, I believe him. That's the bad part about it. That's what, what makes it frustrating in a loss like this because, you know, there's really no next week. This week is next week, and then it's over. Um, and you believe him when he says that. Um, when Saquon Barkley say, well, I blew it, I, you know, we know he can make those catches, um, but they didn't. And that is the difference in this season being where it is and playing an eight and eight, uh, season with a chance to go to the playoffs in the last game of the season. Um, but this sums it up. Now, these are hard lessons learned. These are growth opportunities uh for this team and you know it's 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 for our fan base and they I, they don't see it they see it black and white it is success or fail and they're on to again next year um but if you're a guy in that locker room and there are going to be a lot of guys left in that locker room they don't overhaul rosters like you do in madden you don't wipe out 53 guys and rebuild a roster. Um, <laughs> these are growth opportunities. These are the things that I'm glad stick in their craw um, because they will be more attention to detail. Um, I don't think there's a lack of confidence in the coaching staff. Um, they're, they, you know, they've caused some excellent games. Like this game against the Rams, everybody thought the Rams were – going to come in and blow the Giants out. No, Giants were right there, um, nip and tuck, and, and had had opportunities to blow this thing open. I got a message for our fans out there. Football's back. Bet online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, Bet Online is going to give you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. One thing, one thing we know about Tyrod Taylor, he throws a heck of a pretty deep ball. <laughs> I mean that that ball yeah. to Slayton, I think traveled sixty five yards in the air. I mean, and, yeah. and he dropped it right in there. The one to Hyatt on the first series, 
that Hyatt drop down the right sideline. Perfect pass. Yeah, he he throws some sweet deep balls. The intermediate stuff is not as good behind people a lot. It's kind of interesting. Well, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, here's here's a few things about that. Um, He doesn't stand tall in the pocket. He's not 6'6". So the short stuff, sometimes if there are people in his face, you know, he, he's got to kind of either throw up or, or, or around some obstacles. So I think that's part of it, but that's not an excuse. He's been in the league a long time and he'll tell you he can make those throws. Uh, but the evidence is from Sunday, he made some hell of a deep throws and not so good throws on the um, intermediate stuff. You know, it's funny. Someone asked us after the game on the radio post game show. You know, why is it that last year the Giants won these games and this year they're losing these games? And I don't want to infuriate the entire Giants fan base that's dreaming of one of these top quarterbacks that's coming out, whether it's May, Penix, Williams, whatever, because there's a lot of Giants fans that are just, okay, we need a new quarterback. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what they're going to do. We have no idea what they're thinking. They do not, even though we we do the giant games on radio and we're in the facility, they're not consulting with us and letting us know what they want to do or what they will do or what they're thinking of doing. So we're just guessing like everybody else. Sure. But my, my one response to that listener was, or that caller after the game, was one of the reasons why the Giants won a lot of these tight games last year was because Daniel Jones played great. And Daniel Jones, when he's playing well, is better than the current two Giants quarterbacks. So, I mean, it's a very simple fact because you, you can't negate his 770 yards rushing last year and his rushing touchdown and his legs that kept drives alive in combination with throwing the football last year with the way they were attacking defenses. And look, he won a road playoff game, which is something that hasn't happened since 2011 for the Giants. So he's better than both guys. And he, maybe that's the difference this year. Even though he got off to a bad start or yeah. whatever, you know, you got to think that if he doesn't get hurt, he's settling down at some point. And even if he's not playing great, he's playing better. And uh, last year they won a lot of these games because he made money plays for the team. That's simple. Well, it is that simple. Um, and it's not as simple as he's bad and he can't make certain throws. All of that stuff. There were a lot of contributing factors, and I know fans, you don't want to hear it. Um, but you know, my position on Daniel Jones is what it is, whether they draft a quarterback or not. Um, because the position I took after the first game of the season will be the one I will take um for any quarterback that's back there. If you can't protect them, these things happen. Um, do I think Daniel Jones? Uh, confidence was shot after a while? Absolutely. So, yeah, I could see where you're frustrated when he's not doing certain things and he's afraid to hang in there because he got his ass beat. Like, I mean, that's just that simple. And, you know, uh, you fans are in denial if you think there's a magic uh, formula for a guy who's, uh, unless you can build him in a lab and he can just shrug off defenders because free runners hurt quarterbacks. We saw that. And, um, you know, we can't compare one human to another. 
You know, Eli was a little different. But all of these kids, you hit them enough times, they start, their decision-making becomes in kind of a self-preservation uh, mindset. It's not, you know, look, if, if you're lining up every day and, and you got quarterbacks in this league, most all of them will never throw their alignment under the bus. But the facts are what they are. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we live in a world of hot takes and Madden football, where everything has to be perfect, or if you don't see it, it didn't happen. And when you really sit and you watch a game, you tend to appreciate how 11 guys have to work together for one good thing to happen, whether it's three yards, if you got to get three yards, if it's 21 yards, if you got to get 21, or if it's 10, that you have to appreciate 11 working parts to make one thing happen. And no, it's not always perfect. But when you do not have, and, and again, look at the numbers, folks. The Giants lead the league in sacks. Daniel Jones took the brunt of a lot of that early on. And I will wager you that, and this is not this is not a campaign for Daniel Jones. I'm clear on that. Um, but I would wager you had Tyrod Taylor started the season or Tommy DeVito started the season or insert player A. Anybody that started the season at quarterback would probably have eventually suffered the same fate. Maybe not a season uh, um, ending, ending surgery, but they were going to get hurt. It's just that simple. And if they weren't going to get hurt, they weren't making great plays for your team because they were going to be running for their life and they were going to be making bad decisions. That's reality. And I think as fans, you've got to take a sober look at this. You can hate Daniel Jones all you want to. Doesn't matter. But I will tell you from 40 years of experience in this game and in 14 playing it, if you cannot protect the quarterback, and it was a dereliction of, of, of duty, if you will, uh, or or I would say a, a really inept uh, body of work by this offensive line, if you have this body of work that they put on tape this year, 80-plus sacks, it doesn't matter. It will not matter. Um who you have in the game. And you guys, again, you'll play video games and every pass is perfect. Um, humans play it, humans get hit, humans react. And so um, whatever your your choice is for who the Giants draft, so be it. But just look at the 11 moving parts that have to come together and get things right for, like I said, if it's one yard, 17 yards, or 30 yards, um, things have to go right. And execution is important. Um, when nine things go right and two things go wrong, you miss a two-point conversion, right? When nine things go right and two things go wrong, you miss a wheel route up the sideline. You know, this is, it's about execution. Um 
But I'll give you another example. At the end of the game, the Giants are going to get the ball in good field position because the defense, you know, they gave up yards in this game and all that other stuff, but when the game was on the line, they got stops, mm-hmm. right? One stop led to Gunnar Oshesky's 94-yard punt return for a touchdown. Rams get the ball back. Giants stop them, and they're going to get the ball. Now, Oshesky feels the punt at about the Giants' 45-yard line. And he returns it 44-yard line. He returns it eight yards. Now you're going to start the final possession with 68 seconds to go in the game at the plus 48. So now you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, well, if we get 20 yards here over the next 68, over the next 67 seconds, we're going to have a good chance to make a field goal. Mm -hmm. And I talked... I talked to Coach Dable about this briefly yesterday. You know, the Holmes holding call, maybe a little ticky tack, whatever. Um, but instead of starting at the plus 48, you wound up starting at your own 35. Yeah. And those 17 yards, when your margin is not that great, are huge. So then Barkley mm-hmm. drops the arrow route. Tyrod gets it back with a 31 yard run but it's still more yards that you had to make up yeah, along the way. And, you know, it's not like they're a potent offense. Even if, even if there's no hold, you're starting at the 45, it's 10 yards, mm-hmm. your own 45. And it's, th- those are little things that, you know, you just, you can't, you just can't make those mistakes in, in critical situations. No. Um, it's, Again, it's user error. Um, they've got to be better at executing. Um, they've got to like. They have to like nice things. You know, you had a, a great game plan. I think both sides of the football uh, did a really good job. Um, we saw a lot from from this defense in terms of how they use their personnel, um, the offense, the mix that they had. Um, Mike Kafka was was really in his bag, man. I, I think, if nothing else, as fans, you get to imagine the possibilities when you see how these receivers are being used at the times they're being used in the game. The you know the reverse to Wondell Robinson there was a piece of work. I mean, it was it was a, it was really a great play, and that's just just great individual effort by. Wandell too, boy, he's got he's quick as a hiccup. I mean, he puts that foot in the ground and one juke and he's gone. Um Darius Slayton. Say what you want about him. And people, I I, I don't understand. Again, this is the video game mentality. Because it's like, oh, he's average. Oh, he's I haven't seen anything from him. And you know, another person, and I'm not, you know coming at him, but it was a it was a fun debate, but I think he was dead serious when he first started it. So he drops too many balls. And I was like, how many balls has he dropped this year? It was quiet. And I said, I'll answer. He dropped two. Two passes he dropped. Well, I don't see it with him. Well, it's how the 11 people work. He's their most consistent guy. Uh, he is... I don't know what his yard per catch is, but it's incredible. 
Um, and you have to appreciate that. He's more than a glue guy. He he makes plays for you. He just goes about it quietly. And I think because the narrative coming out of, what, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, when he had some drops, it's in the mind of low-information fans or low-information critics. They, they haven't moved on from that. And whatever the narrative is about players, once it's out there and these this land of hot takes, it sticks with you guys like flypaper, and you don't realize players develop. That's what that's what development is called. That's what Darius Slayton is what development looks like. It's a guy who when you guys are looking. <clears throat> At him because you don't have the luxury of standing on the sideline and practice. From the minute he walked in the door, that's why I knew he was going to be okay. The minute he walked to his first practice, all he does is study defenses, go over his plays. While he's not even in the, in practice, he's quizzing his own teammates on what what he's seeing, what they're seeing. I knew he was going to be okay. You guys don't have the luxury of seeing that but that he is what development looks like a talented kid who has developed while the hot takes and the critics were making him trash yeah he had some he had a few bad plays a Washington play probably he, probably one of the biggest things he had to get over in his career because it was it was one of those it, was it the Monday night game in Washington when he mm -hmm. drops the bomb and in true Darius Slayton fashion, he just rolls. He just kept, he's kept his mouth shut, uh, which he doesn't say a lot anyway. Um, and he just, just kept working. And he erased that. But there are people who can't even figure out why they don't like him anymore other than he drops a lot of passes. No, he doesn't. He's, he's got two drops this year. He's got two. So imagine... Again, allow yourself to imagine the possibilities. Now, I'm assuming and I'm going under the assumption that it's not fool's goal because I think it's important to these players. I think these players understand that mistakes cost games. Um, and I believe that it bothers them uh, when these things happen. But they don't stop working hard. They do not stop playing hard. They did not give up on this season. And so that's a reason to look forward. Um, well, can I, can I give you one more thought on Slayton? Because mm -hmm. I think Slayton is a is a is a very good player that could be a deep threat. I don't not really sure if he's you know he's not necessarily that alpha wide receiver one type Justin Jefferson guy or anything. But some of that could be a huge asset. I think part of Darius Slayton's problem is tied into what Daniel Jones problem is and what the Giants problem has been. He came into the league with Pat Shermer as his head coach and Mike Shula as his offensive coordinator. 
And then the next year, he had Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator and Joe Judge as his head coach. And then he had Joe Judge and Freddie Kitchens as his offensive coordinator after Jason Garrett was let go. And now he's got Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. So just like the development of any player, when you've gone through three head coaches and four offensive coordinators, it stunts your development. No, it does. It does. That's a lot of turnover. It's a lot and, of different and, systems and calls and reads and ways to yeah. attack it. I'm not making excuses for anybody. But you combine that with uh, personnel that's not very good around your quarterback, which don't allow your receiver to run the routes that he's good at uh, to get the football. I mean, it, it all comes together, folks. It's like, again, 11 moving parts, not to mention the coaching and the terminologies and all of these changes that these guys were subjected to over a five-year period. It's, you know, back that in. Again, it's not Madden. You don't have a reset button in the middle of a game. You don't wipe everything out. Um, deal with the realities of it. Whether you like a player or not, factor in everything that has contributed and then ask yourself, does this player have a chance to continue to develop or have we seen the best of them? And if you've seen the best of them, make the case of, 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 of why, you know, but I think. Remember, remember last year we were, we were watching the coaches tape of the blowout home loss to the Eagles. Mm hmm. Uh, where they got beaten pretty handily at home with the final score uh, turned out to be pretty lopsided. But you and I, like, were watching the offensive tape from that game. It was 48-22. He could have had Slayton. Slayton could have had about 200 yards receiving that day. Mm -hmm. um, but Daniel Jones he couldn't even get his back foot to hit the ground, and he was, like, running all over the place and then having to check down or whatever the case might be or throw it away or take off and run. And I remember you and I like both looking at that. And I remember you saying like, that's the perfect example of it's an 11 man game. You could, you could, you could put a corner in a spin cycle all you want and be running downfield. But if the quarterback is dodging people all over the place, it's pretty hard to throw it downfield. Yeah. And that, you know, as the saying goes, the other side gets paid too. But you're paid to stop what they do best so that you can do what you do best. It's called execution. Um, I think, you know, as as we close this this season out, Bob, you know, I know Brian Dable said that uh he wished he had that playback, uh, the draw play. And there was, you know, when Adore Jackson got hurt last year, he said, you know, in hindsight, he probably shouldn't have put him back there. I would say the one thing that, and I don't know if he feels this way or not, but for me, the one thing, the the one thing in handling the quarterback this year that I think he should have said, you know what, I should have taken him out of that Dallas game. That's the one thing. I think that kind of set the tone for uh Daniel Jones, because he was just unnecessarily taking hits late in that game, and there was just nothing left to be gained. Um, and you know, you you weren't gonna, and I don't think that was the 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 um the purpose, but you weren't gonna toughen him up. You know what I mean? And 
they just couldn't protect him. And he's your most valuable asset um, and most expensive asset. And I think, you know, him taking the shots that he took late in that Dallas game kind of set the tone for how, you know, his life uh, was lived this season. You know, I think maybe uh, if he could do it over again, I, I would think he would take him out and not leave him in there and subject it to punishment because the offensive line just couldn't block. Now, the opening drive of the season, I'm not saying that the Giants would have been 12-5 and five or anything, but the opening drive of the season set the tone for the whole year. You're driving down against the Cowboys. You're fired up to play them. You got the ball inside the five-yard line and false start, bad snap, block field goal, your yeah. best tackle, your kicker get hurt on that one play, and it was like, yeah. oh, my God. All right, yeah. you got anything else about this Rams game? Nope, that's it. All right, well, we're going to be back later in the week to do a preview of the season finale against the Eagles as the Giants try to get a victory against Philadelphia and maybe destroy their chances of winning the NFC East. How do we like to end it, Carl? Tell a friend to tell a friend. Believe, Believe in, Giants. in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.